<laughs> oh, are we? Yeah. Damn it. I was going to do a thing. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I got this. Hello, tiny dancers and piano people. I was oh, going to say piano men, and wow. then I realized that men would be gender specific, and I wanted to be as neutral as possible. Hi, <laughs> internet. <laughs> oh, Welcome wow. to the third hot topic of Say Report Junior, where we're just going to talk about music. Like all of the music, music in general. We realize at some point that we don't talk about music a lot. We have here and there. Yeah. Newsies, hot topics specifically. Yeah. But we've mentioned it. We've, we've, we've mentioned music here and there. It. But uh, I know for me specifically, music is like in the hierarchy of pop culture stuff that I do day to day. Music <laughs> is like the last thing on that list for some reason. Yeah, that's. Because I don't like music. I love music. I actually. And we'll probably get into this later, but I liked music a lot in like high school and college. And then at some point I became old and uh, talk radio and then podcasts eventually overcame all of that. Mm. And so okay. like I don't go out seeking new music very often. All right. uh, and so like just in general, it's become like a thing that I put on if I've decided I'm done listening to whatever podcasts I've been listening to. Um, a couple of albums, very specifically. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we wanted to do a very special episode <laughs> specifically on kind of music and kind of get that ball rolling in that way. Like, if we decide to bring it up later, we have a whole foundation of music knowledge for each other to build on. Um, so, I guess, I'm trying to think of where we start with something like this. Um, I mean, I was, I was going to say, like, for, for me, you know, you you say that music is kind of bottom tier now because of podcasts and whatnot. Like me, music, I music is everywhere for me, it feels. And I it's been around. It's almost been like as much of a constant as movies have been in my life. Uh, the Deckers are a very um, musical set of siblings. Yes. I can attest to <laughs> having been in a car with each of them, at least each of them solo and together. For yeah. many, many minutes at a time. Yeah, I was going to ask you um, about that. <laughs> because I realized one time when we were driving and I just broke into, when I drive, music, I have music on. Like, obviously, it is what I listen to. Uh, I can't, I've tried listening to podcasts while I drive and I find that I don't, I miss a lot of the, of the, of the actual episode or the show and it's like I don't, I don't want to miss anything <laughs> because I'm focused on the on the drive, you know. So yeah, I feel like it will take me forever to get through an episode of a podcast uh, on the drive, which I have found is the mo- is the time that most people listen to podcasts because it, it takes you, you know, it does what music does for a lot of people. Um, I can't do it, so I have music playing all the time in my car. <laughs> Um, and it's, and, it, and and what I'm sorry and you don't just have music on in the car I'm sorry <laughs> you don't get to talk about that and then breeze past the other half of this I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> sir I I I don't dance like, you dance like you're in a 90s car commercial <laughs> and it's great <laughs> it's wonderful <laughs> I, I never thought of it before that it's a '90s car commercial. Well, actually, I guess it's early 2000s because specifically what I think of is wrong. there was a um, there was a commercial. I forget what car it was for, but where the girl was dancing in the passenger seat, and then Dave Chappelle did like a Chappelle show skit <laughs> on it, where he was like, "What the hell is this crazy woman doing next to me?" And she's like doing a full on <laughs> club dancing in the passenger seat of this vehicle to some like knockoff, <laughs> like third rate. Uh, EDM that's going on in a commercial. Yeah, that's that's me. I'm that girl <laughs> in, in that commercial, and um, nothing made me realize. Uh, like, yeah, I dance. All right, I dance. I car dance. It's fine. Let's it's... also be very clear. Do you be? You're the one driving. Oh, yeah. Oh, do what you need to do to get to focus on driving mm-hmm. and enjoy the time. Because I'd rather you focus. Like, if that's the thing that keeps you focused while you're driving, do it. Yeah. I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> no, and I am. I am totally okay. I don't care if people see me. I don't care. Like a lot of times, I will lock eyes with people, and I'll, like they'll smile. It makes you know. You give someone if someone sees someone dancing in the car, it gives them, you know, oh that's that person's having fun. It's gonna brighten my day a little bit. Um, but yeah, I dance. I, I, and I was like, there was a moment where I realized 
never seen me in person before. <laughs> yes, I forgot. That and... was like one of the first times we had met. Because <laughs> it was one of the times when you were driving. Because it was for the the, the, king, the second half of like the Kingdom Hearts stream. Or the round yes. one or whatever when you picked one. me up. And so it was the first time we had been in a car together yep. at any point, And we're on the highway. And all of a sudden, I realized just kind of as I'm like zoning out on the road out of the corner of my eye, there was a lot of hand motion. <laughs> And, uh, and, and singing going on. And singing and drumming on the on the steering wheel. Um, yeah, there's there's certain songs that like I have dedicated dances to only in my car. If you do them outside of the car, they don't work. Like they don't <laughs> like the choreography needs a car it's, surrounding it's, you. It's specifically made <laughs> to have that steering wheel in exactly. front of you to drum on, exactly. and the fact that you're locked into a seat, so like the bottom half of your body just does nothing. Yep. It's yep. busy driving. It's busy, yes. <laughs> it's like it's like multitasking for your body when you're dancing to a song in the car. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's very easy for me to if there is a if I'm falling asleep or something and a song comes on, I, I I'll dance to it or I'll sing at the top of my lungs. Um, so, like music is also very, it's like white noise. It's I mean that's exactly, I mean. Just white noise while I drive. <laughs> like I can just have a nothing song on, or I can have something amazing on, and it makes my drive to and work to and from work better. It just makes my drive better in general. Um, to to go with the dancing thing real quick. Yesterday, Believer by Imagine Dragons came on, which I think at one point came on while we were driving. Yes, because it's the one that I confused with Radioactive that I do all the yes, time. Yes, yes, <laughs> Okay, so Believer by Imagine Dragons comes on. And when it came on with us, like, I didn't go ham. I wasn't, like, into the dance or whatever or into the song because I think we were talking about something. Yesterday, however, when I am driving home the half an hour to get home from work, uh, Believer comes on and I, like, fully go into like I'm on a stage right now performing for people and it was it was ridiculous and crazy and then I notice that my boss who, who, who heads who heads the same way as me my boss drives by me and we don't I don't lock I just know it's his car and uh, I don't lock I don't look at him I don't lock eyes but he passes me and I go Oh, you just saw me dance like an insane person. <laughs> I ain't under clock. You don't own me right now. <laughs> it's just like, he probably either didn't know who I was or was like, yeah, it's just Dale. That makes sense. <laughs> I mean, even at work, I if I have music playing on in the background in my headphones, I am dancing in my chair. I am either singing to myself or quite loudly. Depending on the song, <laughs> um, and depending on if anyone is in the is in the office, it's two volumes yeah. to myself, or it's for everybody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I don't think him seeing me would be dancing in the car would be that much of a shock. But it just like occurred to me, like, oh yeah, I just looked like insane to my boss. I'm okay with it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's I do a lot of chair dancing. I have noticed. And, like, I don't know. I don't dance. Like, I'm not a dancer. I don't think I – I'm not particularly a good dancer, but – Oh, I know I'm not a good dancer. It takes a couple <laughs> takes a couple of drinks and whether or not I'm flirting with the person to put me out on a dance floor. You Otherwise, go. you're getting nothing. You're getting nothing from me. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, for I don't know. Like, even at, even at Rick, um, when I, like – was working in the dining hall when a mute when a song would come out i would start bopping around to the song while i'm chopping lettuce or while i'm like chopping food which like to an outside viewer that's concerning because you got a knife (laughs) (laughs) and you're dancing like crazy and i remember like a couple years in people would be like why what is what is happening and then, like, someone who knew me for a while at the job would be like, yeah, it's just Dale. It's what she does. It's how she focuses. Just let it be. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I don't know. I love well, that's kind of like <laughs> That's kind of like when I went through, I went through a, this will probably surprise no one, I went through a musical phase 
in like yeah. end of high school going into college because uh, I was in marching band and I was in tech like for the 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 play the musical for the last like two years that I was in high school so like I got into musicals <laughs> yeah no same here. um and so like there was a period of time in my life where the only thing being played in my car as I drove around was themes was like music to other to musicals which is like a weird thing for other people to hear coming out of your car because it's like <laughs> one thing to look to look silly when you're dancing to like songs everybody knows it's another thing to have a car of teenagers <laughs> drive by you while you're belting at the top of your lungs the theme song to Avenue Q which is essentially <laughs> Sesame Street but with swears oh, I love it so <laughs> I've never seen Avenue Q but I, there are certain songs on that on that um, soundtrack or yeah soundtrack that I love, and I will also belt to. Yeah, it was it was huge when I was in school, especially when like that was a time where like especially right after the Buffy musical episode had mm. kicked off the idea of musical episodes for different shows, and like the Scrubs musical episode is actually written by the guys that did the music for Avenue Q, oh, really? and so oh, like yeah, so <laughs> so like. I was into all of that. Uh, Sweeney Todd had come out, and that was a big one. And I was, like, so excited to go around and because and, I was such a nerd and be like, holy crap, did you guys realize that Angela Lansbury is in the original Sweeney Todd? You can hear a song where Mrs. Potts sings about eating people. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Sweeney Todd freaks me out. No, I, uh, I mean, that... Like, going with musicals, like, that whole genre, uh, I think I've mentioned this before, if not uh, on the podcast, at least to you, uh, the the musical You're in Town, I mentioned it in our Newsies episode. Yes. That, I, when Devin was in, it was in college, they did the the show You're in Town, and I fell in love with that show and the music and everything that I immediately put it on my iPod Nano. And <laughs> that still works. Dating automatically, dating everything that you're saying <laughs> coming out of your mouth right now. That still works. That I got in seventh grade. Um, I put it on my, my put it on my iPod, and it was the only thing that I could listen to. It, it got to the point where like homework was not. I didn't love doing homework. Who? What kid loves doing homework? Um, but in order to get me to do my homework, I would put on my my headphones and listen to you're in town tip to tail and it would be the perfect amount of time for me to begin and end my homework so it it like i get it i get needed like <laughs> having that mo that musical or something to be like yeah no this is what i need or this is what i enjoy and it's gonna help me <laughs> focus in some way um yeah oh god music is so weird and awesome <laughs> uh so i mean going back i mean it didn't even like kind of start can you think of the first like album or even just like band or musician or whatever that was like the thing that was like got you into music because weirdly i oh, can God. i have like a very specific memory in my head of like oh i'm gonna listen to music now <laughs> which is really like weird uh let me tell you here let me put it this way here let me tell you exactly what i'm thinking and then see if you have anything that kind of goes with it okay. so like obviously so oh this must have come out when i was in like middle school i'm trying yeah. to think obviously i I'm, heard music before i wasn't like locked <laughs> in a chamber with no music before <laughs> but this is the first time that i can remember hearing a band and hearing a thing and going like oh this is someone i want to find more of which then led me to find other bands like them which then found me like me, me was like the start of my Figuring out what tastes musically I liked, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's Green Day. Okay. But yeah. it's not American Idiot. I know what you're all thinking. <laughs> that came much later and was also very important to me. But before American Idiot, <clears throat> two albums before American Idiot specifically, was the album Warning uh -huh. by Green Day. Uh, alongside the uh, release of International Super Hits, which was their first, um, their, their greatest hits album. Uh, and a DVD called International Super Videos, which was all of their music videos up until when uh, Warning came out. Uh, because this was like maybe 15 years after Dookie, maybe even just 10 years after Dookie. That might be why they were making such a big deal out of this. But uh, I have a very distinct memory of Seijin going and buying Warning 
in international super hits and international super videos. And then there was a, mo- a night where the two of us and our father sat down and front to back watched every music video available from Green Day. <laughs> wow. And so we watched, yeah, all of it, everything that was there. And so like that, that album, like Warning specifically became like an album to me that was like, this is the moment. This is the moment where I start trying to find stuff now because I want to find other Green Day albums. And then Green Day led me to like Blink-182, <laughs> which led me to the whole like pop punk thing. And then like emo came along while I was in school. And then, of course, American Idiot comes out when I'm in high school yeah. and like blows my mind as because that came out a year after going back to marching band. We had done Tommy as a as a halftime show in okay. marching band, All right. um, which was like my introduction to the who, the who which was like. That also blew my mind. But we, we, so we watched, so, so we like watched Tommy that year that we did that because band geeks, we, we watched <laughs> uh, Tommy like 10 times and we did that whole thing. We had this great guy that, that would come in and, and like help with the marching band that put this whole show together that was huge. And we were like, holy crap, marching band can have a, can have a three piece rock band with it. Are you kidding me? Whole thing blows our mind. And then on top of that, to then like, all of this learning about like Tommy and the mm-hmm. idea of a concept album yeah. and like, Oh, this is one story. And then a year later, American idiot comes out and we're like, Oh, they're still doing this. And it's green day. That's great. <laughs> this is amazing. Aww. So like, I can very clearly remember this like whole trajectory that came out of just like this very specific incident of my brother buying a couple of CDs and a DVD that like yeah. launched the whole idea of how I think about and like what music I go and listen to now. So, know if i i don't know if i have that kind of moment um again because because music was just so constant for me from like the shows that i watched from um like just stuff that Devin would play stuff that my parents would play i mean it my my mom every every single morning before uh like while i was getting ready for school would have the radio on um, so I was listening, I was just, like, getting fed music through that. She, she was, like, listening for, like, contests or whatever, or just also needing music while we did our morning routine. And it's just, like, I don't, I don't know. That kind of moment didn't come until, like, I was already into music. <laughs> so, that's fair. No, that's totally fair. Um, like, for some, it's, who knows, like in my head, the only other big musical memory I have, like as far as growing up before all that, is that every Saturday, when my mother was like cleaning the house, she would blast the Mamma Mia soundtrack. Okay, yeah. And so for years, I did not know that Mamma Mia was just ABBA songs. <laughs> I connected that to the soundtrack from Mamma Mia long before I went, oh, that's just ABBA songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, I remember like Bare Naked Ladies was always playing um in my house jim croce was always playing in my house billy joel like jimmy buffett like all of these weird like none of the styles were the same but they were just like music it was just music and the the amount of cds that we have in our house like collectively it like just shows how much music was in my life and i bring up the the fact of like television that i watched where Spongebob has a crap ton of songs in it. Um, I watched a lot of Disney Channel, which in your contract, while you work at Disney Channel, you need to be a singer. So, like, I grew up with that, too. So that that kind of moment that you described with Green Day didn't happen until, like, college for me. Because <laughs> it was never, like, it was, it was, and, it, oh, my God, this is crazy. Now that I'm realizing this and, like, putting words to it yeah um the the first time I really like discovered a band or rediscovered a band I would say um would be with Bowling for Soup <laughs> honestly like a hundred percent oh Bowling for Soup right there in my like pop punk emo like wheelhouse <laughs> like 1985 is yeah. still like I remember when that song came out yeah. and, like... <laughs> which is a cover like it's it's a cover of an SR71 song <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. You should listen to the original, because it's pretty. It's pretty different. It's cool. It's pretty different though. Um, uh, but like, 
I don't know. Maybe Jonas Brothers? I don't know. This is crazy. Oh. Don't uh the Jonas no, no. Brothers. No, the reason I... that I think of the Jonas the reason I make that I have nothing against the Jonas Brothers. What I think of with the Jonas Brothers is what I was I'm gonna generously say I was still a freshman in college. I may have been a sophomore <laughs> when a girl in one of my English classes definitely definitely made the Jonas Brothers part of one of the things that she wrote for oh class god. that she read out loud to everybody. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I mean like yeah. Which whatever. Made her happy. It's fine. I just like I just remember that being a very cringeworthy moment and that's the only thing I have to connect with the Jonas Brothers. <sighs> Actually, anyway. so yeah, no, that's fine. So like I had all of the Jonas Brothers CDs. Uh, but I wasn't like crazy. I just loved their music, and I also knew them from the Disney Channel. Again, like I grew up watching them. But like, actually, even before Bowling for Soup, I would say uh, Hot Shell Ray, which I don't know. Have you heard of that? I have not. Okay, so they sing that song tonight, tonight. Uh, no. It's one of those things. We're gonna learn this very quickly. Zach is musically illiterate. No, that's so fine. I've probably I heard the song before and don't know what it, I, don't like have a name to put to it. No, that's fine. That happens with me too. I'm bad with I'm honestly bad with albums. Like I can't tell you a favorite album that I have. I can just say I love this song by this artist. And even then, I'm like, I don't know who sings this song. I just love it. You know? Um, whereas like other people they're like, Yeah, these are my top ten albums. And I'm like, Nope, could never do that. There's too many songs that I love. Um, but I, I guess I can yeah. give you two. I can give you two albums that I can definitely say. Maybe three. <laughs> maybe four generously now that I say it out loud. <laughs> but I definitely can't come up with ten albums. Yeah, okay. So I guess what I'm gonna narrow it narrow this down to this is oh my god, this is such a hard thing. The the thing I'm gonna narrow this down to is definitely Hot Shell Ray. Uh because every other piece of music that existed in my like repertoire or in my brain was kind of given to me if you know what I mean like I didn't yes, I didn't I do. have to I didn't go out and discover like more Jim Croce songs they were always just given to me by my parents or my brother um similar to the Jonas Brothers where I like Disney Channel would feed them to me um and I would pick up on other ones once I bought the albums or once you know the albums were bought from for me but Hot Shell Ray was the first time where I was like, I don't know who these people are. I'm going to go digging and see what they're all about. And, it, and, and that came from Devin went to Newberry Comics or, or Hot Topic or something. And you remember, like, the Live Strong bracelets, right? Oh, the, God, like, yes. I, I mean, that's a weird. Of course you remember Live Strong I know what bracelets. You, yes. They were so big in our world. I was like super. It's big. okay. It's okay because we've all tried to collectively forget them. So to be like, hey, do you remember that time well, we were all like, hey, we're gonna beat cancer by buying rubber bracelets from a yeah, guy that's cheating? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like those rubber bracelets, like I loved the amount of the the amount of those like I had during high school. Like I would wear them up my arm. That's how many I had because I was just oh. like these are all. Yeah, I was that kid. I was well, that kid. Zach. The thing is, I'm flashing back to I was I was. I was, I was, I have to admit it, I was a Hot Topic person and a Newberry Comics person. Newberry Comics yeah. definitely fed into this too. Hot Topic more the more so though, I was the wristband guy. Yeah. With oh. the wristbands, the cloth wristbands that mm -hmm. you would wear for all of five minutes and then they would be so uncomfortable that you were like, why the hell did I do this to yeah. myself? Oh, yeah. 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 I had a collection of them, all of which I wore for five minutes and then went, why the hell did I do this to oh, myself yeah. again and then took them off. <laughs> those rubber wristbands i had the jelly bracelets like i was such a and when it comes summertime i will be a bracelet person again like i love <laughs> bracelets i just don't wear them all the time now because of my job and all of that but um devin like went to i want to say it was newberry comics and he somehow got a a one of the fatter rubber band bracelets that they were making that said Hot Shell Ray, and that is spelled H Hot H O T C H E L L E space R A E, right? Hot Shell Ray. And when I he was like threw it to me, he's like, here, I don't know what this is. I think they're a band. 
here you go. And I was Why like, did he have it? Why did he even pick it up if he didn't know what it was? I don't remember if, like... It was just given to him, or if it was like free. I don't remember. I mean, if anything, if anything says like, it. if anything says that like that like late high school, early college phase that yeah. I think a lot of people go through, which is you go into a place like Hot Topic or Newberry Comics, and you're like, there's a bunch of shit from this one thing. I guess I'll buy something from them so that I look like I like, and then I'll go research them later yeah. or some shit. It's like when you buy a band shirt, but you've only heard like half an album. Yeah. I like, I, I like this one song from the white stripes. I'm going to buy like five oh, shirts yes. from them. And then someone's going to be like, what's your favorite album? And I'm going to be like that Lego video they did. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> no, I think, I think he might've bought something and like it came with it or something like they had, they was like promotion items maybe. Uh, I'm sure he remembers. And also, sure a much more reasonable and probably realistic thing that happened. Yeah. People yeah. didn't buy impulsively like I did and do. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, I'm the same way sometimes. But I, so yeah, so he throws it to me, and I was like, "Who's hot, Chili Ray?" And I was like, and I, so I couldn't read. So First like, I don't all, even know these people. I could have called them that too. Yeah. It's just like it's just <laughs> such a it's such a like a pure thing to think mm. about when you look at so, like a a band yeah. name and you've never said it out loud before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I immediately like jumped off the couch, ran to the computer, and was like, I just need to know who these people are. And I heard, I listened to the song Tonight Tonight, which it, it goes, Tonight, tonight, there's a party on the rooftop, top of the world, tonight, tonight. That one? That, that no? Doesn't that, ring a bell, but again, who knows? Yeah, okay. Someone might know. Um, but it, so, so I listened to that song and I'm like, oh, this is, this is pretty fun. Like, I, I like this. And I continued listening and listening and their songs were, for, were different from each other. So, and I liked that. Um, they had like a really like beautiful like ballady kind of one. They had a lot of a lot of like pump up songs, like dance songs. So I was like, this is okay. I'm I'm cool with this. I am I am down. I am down with Hot Shell Ray. After I found out their name was Hot Shell Ray, and it got to the point where, like, I saw them at the Emerald Square Mall, which, like, free concerts like that don't happen anymore really oh my in god malls. no uh, <laughs> no not in malls and they really don't happen anymore now that wbru no, is gone no oh. no yeah this was like through uh like 92 pro event like the uh, right. a local yep. radio station here um <laughs> oh right <laughs> people can hear us outside of rhode island they can yeah um so what like it was so weird, and I found we found out there were free tickets, and we and I went to the Emerald Square Mall with like a friend of mine from softball all through high school, all of that, and um, we went, and it was just like I was a screaming mess because I was like, these guys, I love them, I, and it really was. Their songs would make me cry. Their songs would make me like get through stuff, like get through if I was angry at something, I would throw on like a Hot Shell Ray song or anything like that. There are other songs like that, too, like, that got me through moments in high school where I'm like, I can't deal with people, but Hot Shell Ray was a big, like, a big thing about that, and yeah, I, that was pro that's probably, that was probably, like, 2009? I don't, maybe, like, 2010? Maybe? I don't know. But that was, like, my first time that I ever, like, dug into a band and was like, I want all of your rec out records. I want all of your albums. And I got that, like, they those were, like, Christmas gifts and all that. And I just, like, dove hard. And then they disappeared. <laughs> That's happened sometimes. Like, for years they disappeared. And then finally at the beginning of this year, much like the Jonas Brothers, <laughs> uh, they announced, hey, we're doing new stuff. Like, basically what happened was we wrote an entire album for you guys. We wrote an entire album, at two albums, I think. It was either one or two albums. They were like, we, were, we wrote these albums, and then we were told that we could not release them. So that's oh, why we've been gone. crap. They must have been stuck. God, the music yeah. industry sucks as yeah. far as that goes. Like, mm. Music, I, I, I have a marginal idea of how, like, video games are made, yeah. and my understanding is that if you took all of that and made it 3,000 times worse, you would come close mm -hmm. to the music industry and just how much bullshit they have been able to put artists through oh, in yeah. however many decades. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. It's, it's the crazy. worst. 
It's insane. Like, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, that's disgusting. That's disgusting that you did all that work and you were just like, yeah, no, you, you, we can't release this. The lead singer of Hot Shell Ray actually did some solo stuff. I think all of them might have done solo stuff. But um, he he did uh, some country stuff because they're from Nashville. Like, they are they were born and, like, they were raised and lived in Nashville and all that. So they <laughs> they're, have, they're, like, they're, country They're contractually too. obligated by God to do country <laughs> yes, at some point. <laughs> at some point. And, like, I, I remember – this is how much Hot Shell Ray, like, affected me. I remember my dad was watching because my dad loves country. He was watching like a like a top 20 countdown on AMC. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw Ryan Falassi, who is the, the lead singer of Hot Show, right? Out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone who looked like him. And I like did a double take. And I was like, oh, my God. It's the guy. like I <laughs> screamed. I like yelled in the house and jumped onto the couch and just sat there and watched the music video. And like the whole time I was like, guys, this is the guy from Hot Show Ray. He's still doing stuff. Oh my, like, and I was freaking out. So yeah, that's, that's how much they affected me as, as like a high schooler. Oh, that's fair. Um, I remember, I remember when I was in high school and when I thought, because again, let's all remember again, that Zach doesn't know things. I want to be very clear about this when I say the next sentence out of my mouth, which is that in 2006, when I thought I had discovered the Decemberists and was like so amazed to find them that no one else knew who they yeah. were. And it's just because no one else liked that type of music. And I didn't realize they had put putting out music for 10 years already. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of you probably heard of the Decemberists. I don't know. Uh, there's a couple of songs that they've had that have been like huge things for like like bru i think would have played some of their music before but they they are like they're 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 part of that like folk alternative movement where there's like 80 people in their band depending on what song they're doing because like sometimes they need they sometimes you just need a harpsichord and a freaking (laughs) block spiel in in a song um so like i remember 2006 when their their album called the crane wife came out Okay. And the Crane Wife is like, I'm not kidding, is like their sixth album. And it might as well have been their first as far as I was concerned. But it was the first time, like you said, that I had found music by myself. Yeah. Because I had been trying to figure out ways to find new music, which in the like, just <laughs> as MySpace was still a thing and Facebook was just getting started mm-hmm. and we didn't have, you know, iTunes existed, but I mean, it was just iTunes. It was just buy the shit that's out. That's all iTunes used to be. Yeah. There was a website, and I cannot remember the name of it, and I have tried to search for it year after year, at least once or twice a year. I will sit down one night, and I'll be like, I want to find this website again, and I never do. Was it just But it like... was. Well, it was like – it was basically like a giant encyclopedia of music <laughs> where it... you could find their stuff, and it would like pull their stuff from like – if they had it embedded online somewhere, you could like listen to bits and pieces of albums and stuff what... like this. Was it Groove Shark? No, it wasn't Groove Shark. Okay. I wish I could, because it was a very weirdly... I got stories about Groove Shark. ...poorly made... Web, I don't want to say poorly made. I mean, it was a very primitive-looking website. Yeah. Like, someone was clearly doing this on their own, which probably <laughs> explains why the website doesn't exist anymore. But, like, it, it was as simple as, oh, do you like this band? Well, here's, like, three or four other bands like them because of this whatever, you know, genre and singers even. Like, if the singer had been in a different band or something, mm-hmm. they'd sing it all together. And so, somehow, I found the Decemberists on that. And then, like, YouTube had started getting had, – had, had, like, become a thing, and I somehow came across a music video for the song 16 Military Wives by the Decemberists. I remember this completely because it all came off the same album. Um, I think this was Crane Wife. I think this was a different one. God, now I'm in trouble <laughs> if I – but anyway, one or two albums, in, give or take an album, yeah. the Crane Wife. Um, but I remember like, there was that, and there was another song called Oh Valencia from them. They're all very good, and I remember watching their music videos. This is back when music videos were actually like a big thing. Yeah. And like somehow YouTube had like suggested them to me after finding a music video or something from another band I had found on this website or something. And I remember seeing the so- the, the music video for these two songs, and I was like, my mind was blown. So I was like, this is amazing. This is like nothing I've ever heard. This is more than the three-person pop punk bands I've been listening to. Yeah. And also, no one has ever said the name of this band to me before. And so I was like, I've discovered them. It's great. <laughs> and then I go to I go to school and I go up to my friend and like, this band, the Decemberists, they're great. I found them. And he was like, I have like three of their albums. You want one? <laughs> and I was like, damn it. That's awesome. <laughs> but, <laughs> but from there it was like where I grew this whole love of like 
new folk alternative mm-hmm. rock stuff that I've been into, like which led me to bluegrass as I lived in the in the, the southwest Makes the last sense. few years. But um, which is this like weird trajectory. But it is that like weird, interesting feeling where you start to feel like I found a thing that other people have never heard before. Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing. I did the same thing again a few years later with the band Old Crow Medicine Show, oh. which is a very long-running <laughs> bluegrass band. But That's I'd never awesome heard them before, title. so it was new to me. Um, they're awesome the ones name. that sing uh, "Wagon Wheel," which you have definitely heard. Oh, before. yes. Yeah. Okay. That's Old Crow Medicine Show. And in my brain, I discovered them when I was in college, when they had been going since, like, the 70s. That's amazing. Because no one no one at Rhode Island College was listening to, like, folk and bluegrass and, like, alternative folk and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, until I got there. Then I go to the, then I go to the Southwest, and I went to a great – I mean, this is musically adjacent. I'll tell this story here. I was – while I was living in New Mexico, a friend of mine had a – I may have actually told this story before. Stop me if I have. Okay. Uh, but I had a friend who had a, a, a birthday party, and the way he did his birthday party was he had, like, a second cousin with a farm outside of town. And so he put a giant bonfire together, oh, and nice. they built a bar, and then they built a stage out in a field. Oh, <laughs> and wow. they just played a bunch of music out there all night. And then we just slept in the field until morning. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. Uh, it was pretty awesome. awesome, but like as I was there, we were listening to music as like all of that was going, and I started to realize very slowly how much of that music was stuff that I didn't realize other people listened to oh, <laughs> because yeah. I just had been, I just wasn't living in a part of the country that listened to it very often. <laughs> yeah, I think that's 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 the coolest thing. Like when you hear something and then you realize that someone else is nodding their head along, and it's like, how? Wait, what? Yeah. Well, wait, ho- what? Hold on, what? <laughs> It's like it's one thing to be like I I, I like uh, I mean I definitely went through that like hipster phase where it's like I'm the only person listening to this I'm so cool and then I very quickly moved into that phase of I wish I knew other people that listen to the stuff I like yeah. and so like and I found those people which is great like nothing is better than be like I I discovered not a group but I discovered the fandom of this group that is like just like listening to this thing that I like too. And you become it becomes like this weird icebreaker, so you can talk about oh, stuff. Yeah. So you don't have to like, you have the, you, you have something to open up with as you're talking to new people. Well, that's that's the I think the big thing about music too is that, and this is I've had this kind of argument for for a while. Um, music is like, you know, we talk about universal languages and 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 whatnot. Um, music really is kind of this universal thing, like. Like, it's it's a thing. Every civilization, every culture has music, right? Their music is so constant in the world, in everyday life. You can't go somewhere and not hear a jingle or a song or, like, someone has a radio or, like, their ringtone is a song or something like that. Um, it's one of these things where, like, when people say I don't like music, I don't believe them. Like... <laughs> When there's people, a song you like everyone has at least a song, a song exactly, they like even if exactly. it's just like the theme song to yeah. a thing i like yeah. and that theme song reminds me of this thing i like yeah and it's also like usually when people say that or like not now but like i feel when you know earlier in in the days i don't know this is weird like the 2000s or maybe like the 90s i don't know um, when people were like, I don't like music. Actually, probably when rock was really being like 80s, right? When people were like, I don't like music, they were me- they meant that they don't really like what the music is is now, but like they were they were into the classical stuff. That's still music. You still enjoy music. Yeah, that's the nice thing. Music tends music. to, uh, yeah, music also tends to not go away these days exactly. because there's always some form of it that exists yes. somewhere. Yeah. But it's like, if someone says they don't like movies, I get that. Or if someone says they don't like television or anything like that. I mean, there are people who don't have TVs, who don't want to be bothered by television, who don't go see movies because they just don't care. That's fine. You can at least get away from those things. You can't get away from music. And I think that's so cool. <laughs> and, and like... I don't know. It's this, like, thing that 
is so constant. I don't know. I don't know how to like. Vo- I've never vocalized this before, so I don't even know what words to use. Well, no. I mean, you're but making like... you're making sense. Like everything is. I mean, it, it, music has a way of evoking emotion in yes. people, like a very specific emotion in people. Like you can almost guarantee that you're going to get. Whereas most art, and I mean, music is still subjective in general, exactly. but. Like most art, a bunch of people are going to look at a painting and they might all have different feelings about it. And you can kind of guess what the artist was thinking when they put it together. But, you know, everybody's going to have a different reaction. Whereas music has a very different way of saying it's not I'm not I'm trying to get you to understand what I'm feeling in this moment using this specific these specific tones and and beats. And so everybody can kind of get on the same page in a a very different way than other art can do. And that, but that also being said, is that I like when songs can have, they they have those multiple meanings. Like there are ver- there are songs out there that are very blatant. Like this is what this is about. This is what I want you to understand about me, and this is this is the story that I want to tell. There are other songs that give that little room. They're so um, ambiguous that they they allow you to kind of use it in the way that you use. One of my favorite memories, like about this is the song uh these apples by or i think it's apples i think it's called these apples i think i hope it's sorry Devin. i think it's called these apples <laughs> um by Mar- by bare naked ladies and we had oh, just... i should know this song huh i don't but i should know this song <laughs> I'm a big near naked ladies fan too as well. I could specifically I could. specifically Gordon. I like I like Stunt with one week and everything, <laughs> but Gordon is a great album. Um I I could sing it, but that might not help. So <laughs> but it's basically like to to me it's it's you know, like a a guy like the whole thing is these apples are whatever. It's like a love song kind of thing, right? But we had just seen the movie, or we were going to see the movie Bad Teacher, and we were talking. Devin and I were talking about soundtracks, the movies, and all that, and like movie soundtracks, movie scores, and all that. And he was, we were talking. I don't even know how, but I got onto the topic of like teacherly songs, and I mentioned these apples, and he was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and I'm like, "That song, to me, is about a kid who is in love with his te- with his teacher." And is trying to impress her and just keeps giving her apples and is like trying to do good, but he's not the best student and blah, blah, blah. And Devin's like, I, I never, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> like you just, you brought up a new way of looking at that song, you know? So it's, it's this, it's this art that can be um, perceived in different ways, but also no, this is what I want you to do and understand and listen to. And it's 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 an art that you can't escape, which I think is the coolest kind of art, which, like, some people could be terrified of <laughs> now that I have given it a face and given uh, it this kind, yeah. of, this kind of description. But I think art that you can't escape that is doesn't – it really doesn't affect you. And, yes, you can escape music. You can stop listening to music, but – I guarantee you, once you start listening, stop listening to the music, you're gonna have a song stuck in your head, or you're gonna walk to another location and there's gonna be music playing. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like, the type of thing where like there's there's very there's very little time in your life unless you are literally around no one. Yeah. Like that you can the- control the environment enough that you can make sure there's no sound yeah. around you. Yeah. yeah. But even then, like again, even if it's like, oh, I'm not gonna listen to music, I'm gonna watch TV. Mm-hmm. Theme song. Theme song. I listen yes. to podcasts. Podcasts have theme songs. Yes, exactly. I think we. Oh, we do. We. I. I we. was like, we don't have a theme song. We do. But we do. It's failing. It's failing. Flailing by uh, <laughs> Streetlight Manifesto. We have a theme song. Another one oh, of my, my favorite gosh. bands. Oh man. Oh, you know Music. the Sky Munis Manifesto. Streetlight Manifesto. Oh. Beam me up, Scotty. Anyways. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's funny when you talk about, like, how people, like, misinter- can misinterpret things even, like, or not misinterpret things, have different interpretations yes. of things, I should say. Um, because <laughs> going back to American Idiot, that's one of my favorite things about American Idiot as a concept album, which, like, especially since they made the musical, they made it very obvious what the story of that, that album is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... 
like very briefly for anybody who doesn't know in like I think it was 2006, 2005 maybe even the American Idiot was a Green Day album which was uh a concept album that was also very much the like we're sick of the Iraq war basically uh type of album yeah. which was um you know, American Idiot itself was definitely a dig at George W. Bush. And then there's all these songs about basically these kids that grow up in the suburbs and then go off into the city and they do a bunch of like punk rock anarchy bullshit. And then they grow up and kind of move on from that. And that's how their lives kind of change because of that. And one of them goes off to the war. One of them gets like an office job, all this stuff. And there was a long time and I fell for this, too, actually. Um, where a lot of people thought two of the characters that are mentioned in this album, the uh, t- the titular American Idiot and also known as the Jesus of Suburbia mm. and St. Jimmy were the same character. They thought they had fight clubbed the album, which was that Saint, which was that the Jesus of Suburbia had gone and run off to live, like live as like this homeless anarchy life in the city and started calling himself Saint Jimmy and was all this stuff. And that was supposed to be his wild anarchy side until he went and grew up or some shit. That's not what happened. What happened was Jesus of Suburbia goes, go, grows old and becomes like a corporate drone. And St. Jimmy goes off to the Iraq war and I think dies in action or something, which is what Wake Me Up When September Ends is all about. This whole thing. Wait, really? I yes. Wake, Wake Me, me up, up When September Ends is all about going off to the Iraq war and dying. Wait, what? That's I even in, that's about... even in the video. That's even in the okay, music. Okay, I've never seen the music video. But oh yeah. I I thought that me, that song was about I don't know the lead singer of Green Day's name. I'm very sorry. Billy Joe Armstrong. Okay, I thought it was about his dad dying. In I mean, it's probably I mean, it's both. I mean, it's like you know, music that multiple. Is, yes. But like within the concept album of the actual story that's going up, American is. Idiot. It is Saint Jimmy goes off to Iraq yeah. and dies in the war. Yeah. Um, I can't listen or, to or, like, gets screwed up, or, like, gets or like gets screwed up in the war and comes back, and I think commits suicide when he comes back from yeah. PTSD. It's been a while since I've listened to the album, but something like that. But, yes, that that that's why it's September specifically, because 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're evoking all of this stuff about wow. people going off to war about 9-11 and stuff like that. Jeez. So, um, huh. uh, VH1, like never that. not even MTV, VH1 did an unplugged. Uh, which was a thing that MTV used to do, which was people would come and play their albums mm-hmm. acoustically. Um, so Green Day did an unplugged set of the entirety of American Idiot, but in between they would talk to people about the songs and stuff. Mm. And so someone asked them about that. Someone was like, "So Saint Jimmy and Jesus Burbia, they're the same person?" And the look on Billy Joe's face was the funniest look I have ever seen because he looked at the audience and went, "We've heard that a lot, and we have no idea where the hell that came from." <laughs> Awesome. We are definitely two distinct characters when we were writing this. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. But even like you said, like like Wake Me Up Till September Ends, there's this whole other meaning going on behind it yeah. because it's like there's a bunch of other stuff going on. Like any storytelling, there's like multiple things going on with Subtext. what they're they're trying to, to go. Like Holiday mm. is all about like Americans going off to the Middle East for to, to shoot people that aren't them. Yay, Holiday. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, yeah, it's a whole crazy thing. But that's why that was also because it was 2005 and I was like in high school. I was like, this is the height of political commentary. And my mind exploded. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Then there's oh, then there's Even If It Kills Me by Motion City Soundtrack, which I don't know why, but I like latched onto like years later. Mm. And I convinced that that is a concept album. They just won't tell you. I'm convinced that there's a story in that album somewhere. I've listened to it front to back. Many, many times, and I have tried to piece together a story going on in that album. <laughs> You'll do like it. it. I believe in uh, you. You'll do it. That could, you could just, like, you should do that. You should write a whole I have, thing. Like, I, like, when I said that, I, I, think I mentioned this before. I listened to it, like, every day that I was, like, driving yeah. back because I had time. It's anyway, 45 minutes in, like, 11 songs. And every time I listen to that album, I go, okay, here's what's happening at the beginning of this album. He has broken up with the girl. And the next thing is that he has found someone else that he's hanging out with and he's like trying to convince himself that the new girl is not a rebound from the old girl and then he goes and overdoes it with the new girl because of the old girl it's a whole thing and then he spirals into a whole anxiety and depression thing and then he comes back from that and gets back with the new girl or the old girl I'm not sure yet and like that was my brain doing this whole thing listening to this album every time I listen to it now <laughs> that, I mean that's cool though that's so like that's that's what I get out of that that's album because yeah. like I know for a fact like the whole thing, the, the, the whole thing, the the lead singer, Demotion City mm-hmm. Soundtrack, is very much like a lot of his music and a lot of the songs from Motion City Soundtrack, especially from 
that and commit this to memory that had like everything is all right on it and everything all about like anxiety and depression and stuff like that. So you can kind of start pulling that stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. It's crazy. I, I, saw gonna... a pro, I saw a pro FM concert with emotion city soundtrack once. And my favorite thing was that between every song, I'm pretty certain that that lead singer was on ecstasy or something. <laughs> Because he would be like, Providence, this is great. I love this. This is such a great show. I love this show. You guys are great. I love this. I love this. Let's do another song. I'm oh loving this God. energy. It's a great energy. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh gosh. Oh, I was gonna what was it? Oh, I was gonna tell I was gonna tell stories about Groove Shark. Okay, yes, Groove Shark. There we go. Okay, so you've used Groove Shark. I've had, it's been a very long time. I mean, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. It it was like so so in high school, uh, I our our high school had a radio station, right? WCVY. Uh, oh, oh crap! Uh, 91.5. No, I can't remember the call though. It was WCVY, right? That was our that was our, um, and that also helped me get into into music and stuff. Like I I learned more about like Metallica. Oh my god, Metallica. Not Metallica, <laughs> <laughs> Metallica, and like Nirvana, because one of one of my best friends in high school, he was like super into that kind of stuff. Whereas my other best friend in high school, and like still my best friend, and sh- she was like more into Led Zeppelin and Janis Joplin. So like I got to hear these two like sides of the spe- of the like musical spectrum from my two friends who who we did like our. Our radio shift was Friday nights, so it was, we are just chilling, it is, it, our week is done, let's just listen to music with each other, and, like, have a good time on on this high school radio station. So, like, during that time, I fell in love with Janis Joplin, I, like, have all these memories of, like, talking about, like, Robert Plant with my friend, who, like, she wanted to have, like, Robert Plant hair, you know? Like she, that was her, that was her goal. And, um, and like, I realized how many songs by like Nirvana and, and Metallica that I actually knew, but didn't know were by the, each band. I was like, this is crazy. This is insane and fantastic. But the whole thing of radio, this was, you know, 2000, 2009 to 2012. Um, music wasn't a, like... It was easily accessible, but we didn't have Spotify. We didn't have... It was easily accessible through very interesting means. means. Yes. That also meant that there was not like a thing where you could... Yeah, like you said, like Spotify or iTunes where it was very easy to throw it all in one area and listen to it at once. (laughs) Until like my senior year, my final year in radio, we had better access to iTunes um, to the point where my friend and I, we would... We would make playlists in iTunes, throw it on, and just like run around the high school for a good hour and just like, let the, the music play. That's definitely how the radio station at Rick was going <laughs> by the time I got there, by the way. They yeah. had utilized iTunes as like a pretty yeah. Yeah, yeah. So standard operating. Because we 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 would, you know, we would we ran our shift like an actual radio st- shift. We would play a few songs. And get on air and have conversations with each other and then play some more songs. And then, like, we would challenge each other each week. We, like, made it. We had a show. Like, it was not just we're playing music to goof off. We had our Friday night shift was a show. Um, and until our senior year when the three of us kind of, like, our, the it got so much more strict on, like, how shifts were maintained and like who was on what shift with each other. It got radio fell really hard uh, in my senior year. And then like, as soon as I graduated was like gone, radio was gone from, from the high school. Um, But it was just like, I remember these moments of like getting, making mixtapes together. Me and my, me and my friends, I would sit at home on Devin's, computer and like sit on itunes and be like this is what i want i would make um halloween mixes uh devin would make me mixes like on cds because we had like a like a a three cd set like a player system 
so that we could have like three CDs going on and like punch in the number and be like, this is what we're going to play. This is the next one. Like we had songs on deck. Like I remember when multi CD, I remember when multi CD CD players became a thing and like the height of luxury (laughs) was you can put five, five CDs on at Mm -hmm. once and you can shuffle between all the songs between these five albums. It was awesome. It's going to take a minute and a half if you're going from (laughs) one CD to another because it has to spin inside and spin up the new CD and find the song that you're looking for, but you can do it. It was was awesome. And like, it felt like we were, it felt like we were DJs. It felt like we were radio DJs. It gave us all of this control. And like, I just remember having this stack of CDs, like five CDs I would carry with me um, to school on Friday and be like, this is what I got tonight, guys. Also, I have this, I have my iPod filled with all these ridiculous songs like we can go through and I just remember like being ready with music and then we found out about Groove Shark which is like our first time setting playlists but you you needed like a subscription so we had like a free thing so we couldn't perfectly set stuff and it played off our computer and it was like so easy I we like as a collective, we still brought in our CDs. We still brought in our um, our iPods because, like, we had versions on our our specific things that we liked better than the Groove Shark versions. But Groove Shark was such this weird was such a weird thing to me now that it it was it was basically like Spotify, where you could or like Proto Pandora like, even for, yeah for, yeah like, yeah it was like the first time that you didn't have to own i mean there's there's uh what's it called Ads? napster you had oh. napster oh right please me let's Which, all not like... pretend that napster and kazaa were allowing us to yeah. own the things we were downloading yeah so, uh. but <laughs> this was like this was it was really like my first music streaming thing that i had other than youtube right let's not we're not even going to throw youtube in the mix uh but like this was the first soul musical streaming service that i had access to and it blew our fucking minds (laughs) that we could just search a song and it would pop up and like multiple versions would pop up and like if there were covers those covers would pop up and like other songs that were related to the song we were looking up would pop up and I just remember the three, like, me and my two friends crowding this little Dell-like monitor and staring at the th- songs and being like, oh, my God. And when there wasn't a song available, being like, that sucks. I want to hear, oh, I have it on my iPod. Oh, we're good. We're okay. That's when, like, that's when we roll over each it. other and go, that's impossible. It's yeah, the internet. Exactly. It's got to be somewhere on the internet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then, like, I remember we were, like, everybody on radio, like, that is what we, we were like, oh, just, like, Groove Shark is now a favorite. I said it as a favorite. We're good. Like, everybody used Groove Shark. It's fantastic. And, like, I remember having meetings about talking about using Groove Shark and all of that. And it was, it was just, like, it got to this point where finally, I think our school... I don't I, like our internet or whatever found out that we were using this free site <laughs> and it got blocked on our on our oh, school God. network. And everyone <laughs> everyone in radio was crushed by Groove Shark no longer being available. And like I just remember how Dev- like how devastated I was that we could no longer just go to the streaming service and type in the song that we heard and wanted. And I like for weeks and weeks and weeks and like even years like afterwards being like, you guys remember Groove Shark? I can't believe our school blocked it from us. Like how could they? It wasn't <laughs> we weren't we weren't hurting anybody by using Groove Shark. Like it's it's why would they do this to us? <laughs> and it's like, uh, let's be honest, about, we don't about... know what was going on in the background oh, data of Groove Shark. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> like, like, talk about a high school student not 
thinking that there could be consequences to stream service. And, like, these songs could have been stolen from these artists and whatnot. And it's like, no, all we saw it as, as radio, high school radio nerds, like, and music nerds, all we saw it as was, this is the coolest invention that we have ever witnessed and were able to use. And this then when that easy was ripped, access to yes. music we have never even dreamed yes. of. And yeah. then when that was ripped, literally like no no warning, nothing. When that was ripped away from us, high school students, like we, you don't know how what the hell? Like what? No. <laughs> and I just I can't I can't believe how into Groove Shark we all were. And now we have Spotify and Pandora and like they're infinitely better, but it's like I always think of Groove Shark. I always have memories of Groove Shark, and like there used to be a little tracker at the bottom of like what was gonna <clears throat> come next in your queue, and then when it wouldn't work, we'd be like, just just do another song. It's fine. Just do another song. Click on another one. It'd be fine. And it's oh, it was crazy. I miss radio. I miss doing, <laughs> I miss doing radio in high school. Like, it was I the wild, it was the wild west days of the internet when I wasn't sure what the hell I was downloading. <laughs> it was great. Uh, my oh, favorite, like, I, there was a, there was a time, children, listening to this, <laughs> where if you wanted to record things off of the radio, you, you had a couple of options. You either had to have a thing with a microphone attached to it yep. that you then held up to a speaker, yep. or if you were lucky, you had the fancy boombox that would just like have if you hit record on the cassette it would record whatever's coming through the radio. And so sometimes you would get the beginning and ending stinger for the radio station in there. And what's great is that when, when Kaza or Kaza, however the hell you said that in Napster became huge, it was essentially the same process. It was a shit. It was like a, a fucking shit show. Just like chance that you're getting like studio quality versions of the songs from an album. Sometimes someone would be like, here's the entire album of like, Here's the entire album of Abbey Road by the Beatles, except that three of them we recorded off of the radio and digitized onto the thing, so they sound way worse than the other six songs on the album or oh, something. Man. Uh, that's also how we got. That's that's how the bluegrass version of Gin and Juice became so famous. Oh, Have you ever heard that the I, the the like yes. the, the the like hillbilly version yeah. of Gin and Juice? Yeah. The reason that became famous is because someone just uploaded that to Napster one day, saying it was Gin and Juice. They just lied That's about brilliant. the about the the data on that thing. So when brilliant. people download it, thinking they were getting the original studio version of Gin and Juice, instead you get a banjo That's and amazing. a bunch of white guys. Oh my god, that's fantastic! <laughs> I love it. Uh. So music is good. I think music we, is I good. Think we, we we could have so many more conversations. We might have to do a hot topic part two. Of, oh, we of will. Music. There's a day. There's a day where I'm gonna make Dale listen to me go really intricately into even if it kills me. Where I'm gonna go song by song. The I'd way be okay I think about that. the album. I would oh, be with God. like I would be okay with like a subgroup of hot topics that is just like dedicated to music. Considering we don't really talk a lot about music. On our everyday Who episodes. Who knows? After this, all of a sudden, the next like three episodes of the regular show are gonna be gonna me. Be like, oh, by the way, I got really into music after we talked about it for an hour. Oh yeah. By the way, listen to the regrets. Favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you have anything else to like recommend to people? Like, definitely, like, to... go look for Motion City Soundtrack and Green Day. They're great. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I've recently gotten to this band called The Regrets, who are like a pop punk band, and they're I love them. They're so good. They're they're it's like a it's like like I was explaining to you, a mainly female led uh band. There's one guy in it. Um and it is they're really like these pump up songs that are awesome for for girls, like young girls to hear. Like and and for everybody to hear, honestly. Because a lot of what they they sing about is like don't let people tell you who and what you like who who you are, what you believe in, or anything like that. Um, it it really is like they are they are a huge pump up group. And Bowling for Soup, listen to Bowling for Soup because I love Bowling for Soup. Hot Show cool. Ray, Steely Dan, I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You're gonna have to. I mean, part of that subgroup of of hot topics is gonna be you educating me on music I should already know exists. It's gonna be perfect. Yeah, like Steely Dan. Uh, yep. <laughs> 
I don't think I've ever heard a Steely Dan song. I've what? definitely heard the name Steely Dan a lot. I don't Wait, know if I've ever... Hold on. Let me put it this way. Hold I've on. definitely never purposely heard a Steely Dan song. So I'm sure someone's put one on around me at some point. Moving on. That's Zach. the next episode. We have to get out of here before Dale kills me. Oh Bye, everybody. Bye. Are we just ending it? We're just, we're just ending it there and you've I'm never listened to it on, yep. Steely Dan? Yep. Jesus. Find us on Twitter, at Sarah Report Jr. Find us on YouTube. Search Say Report Jr. Find each of us individually. I'm at Dale's Brain. And I'm at Sir Whiskey and I'm but... hiding. I'm in a bunker and you'll never find me. God, I will find you, Zach, <laughs> and force you to listen to Steely Dan. Liz, save me, Liz. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.